Thank you, praise team. It's good to be in God's house today. You guys happy to be here today? Yeah, you look all pretty. And uh, well, look at Steve and Jan Knox. They're back to visit with us today. I know Steve and Jan are in Mansfield now most of the time, and we miss them, and I'm mad at them, but uh, I'm glad to see them today. And uh, we are praying for Milt. Milt's out here somewhere, passing up Carol. Uh, where you at, Milt? There. Oh, he's in the back. I tell you what, he's like my dad. My dad never sat in the same place twice because it's harder to hit a moving target. And, uh, but we're praying for you and the loss of Carol and uh, the family, a lot of family here uh, with, with Carol's sisters. And, and she was an aunt. And, and so we're, we're praying for you, Milt. And, and uh, we had a funeral Friday and just great day celebrating Carol and her faith in God. And we're thankful for that. Uh, just a couple things as, as we start uh, into the service to be aware of. Saturday is a serve day at the church, and so if you have time and you want to come out, uh, I'd encourage you to take your card out and begin to, to mark, and I'm sure we could find a place for you to serve. And then we have some special services coming up. Remember, on, um, on next, or September 23rd is the Guardians, and there's uh, the Guardians and Revive America, and there's no 8.30 service, and there's a 9.45 or 9.30 Sunday school and 10.45 service. And we have a Celebrations Generation service. We're having both services on this fifth Sunday. So we're having an 8.30, we're having Sunday school, and then 10.50 in between uh, we're, we're having, or Sunday school in between, then 10.50 service. So what time services on, on September 30th? 8.30 and 10.50. What about September 23rd? 9.30 and 10.45, so uh, the announcements are done. Well, it's football season. Are you, are you ready for some football? Who's watching Ohio State play? I'll tell you what, they should just let that coach go. They're playing so well without him. Uh, you know, I, I, there was a violent cough over here when we said we was going to let Urban Meyer go. Uh, you know, football season, we're, 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 we're all optimists. Or most of us are optimistic during football season, the beginning of football season. Ohio State is undefeated, yeah. and Michigan is not. Um, <laughs> and so we're praising God, not only for Ohio State's losses, for Mich but our wins, but Michigan's losses. Uh, Clint, sorry, I had to bring that up. Uh, but, but football season is starting, pro football season has started. And if I'm not mistaken, both the Browns and the Bengals are undefeated so far, right? Yeah, yeah, none of them lost. If you don't know, they haven't played yet, so, uh, <laughs> so that'll start up. I tell you, I, I'm honestly, in, in sports season, I've, I've become a little bit more pessimistic in, in my pro sports teams. I am a Cincinnati Reds person, so I root for the Reds and the Bengals, or have in the past rooted for the Reds and the Bengals, and they're starting to wear me out. Uh, they, they, they don't seem to know how to win. And so I have decided to become a free agent. Uh, I am going to pick a town. I'm thinking Boston. Seems like Boston does pretty good in everything, or New York, you know. Uh, you know, Spencer says I can't root for Boston because I guess they have a pretty good football team there, and he calls me a front runner. Hey, but I'm happy, you know, right? Uh, so I'm going to be a free agent. So some people will say, oh, why don't you root for the Indians and the Browns? I would rather drink from Lake Erie than root for the Indians and the Browns. I'll, 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 I'll just tell you that. So, so this is a season of, 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 of pessimism or optimism, depending on your slant, your perspective. Uh, you know, maybe you're like a Cubs fan and hope just springs eternal or an Indians fan and you're just always hopeful or a Browns fan. Uh, some people are more optimistic than others. 
Uh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but, but, but you know, are you a glass half full person? Or are you a glass half empty person? <laughs> so some of you are not only glass half empty people, but you're the glass is dirty too, right? <laughs> uh, you know, pe- people have a range. Some people are real um, optimistic and some people are real pessimistic. I, I tend to be, it depends on the time of the night whether I'm optimistic or pessimistic. At about three o'clock in the morning, I'm usually pretty pessimistic. I don't know about you, about you, know about you, about you, about you, but when I wake up there, it seems like everything's a lot darker as the day gets going. And if the sun ever comes out again, you know, it makes, it lifts my spirits. We, we live in a pessimistic age. And I think we all know that, right? I mean, I'm 55 years old, and and I cannot remember. Maybe it's always been like this, but it seems like we live in the most pessimistic age I've ever lived in. Uh, that, That it seems like when you watch the news or you watch TV, everything is negative. Uh, that, That there's very few positive things that are said. And and, and I think we're, I'm just going to tell you, I think we're poisoned by our media, both sides. I think you're poisoned by Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and all of them to an equal extent that, that everything is seen in a negative light. And I think it's important that we as believers be informed, but folks, you, you, you need to understand that then when you're watching a newscast, you're not reading the Bible. That, that, it, that it's not the gospel according to CNN or the gospel according to Fox News. And they are not trying to lift your spirit and give you hope. And the question I have is, can Christian hope and pessimism coexist? <laughs> can, can we be extremely pessimistic and negative and at the same time, have Christian hope? I, I don't think that we can. So see, I think they're mutually exclusive, that, that we can see things in a realistic way. But when we have Christian hope, we see things different because of what Jesus has done and his resurrection from the dead. Right? You know, we, we can have a funeral full of hope because of what Jesus has done. See, how, how we think matters. How you think matters. How, how you perceive things affects the way you live your life. In Proverbs 23, 6-7, it says, Do not eat the bread of a selfish man or desire his delicacies, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. He says to you, eat and drink, but his heart is not with you. And and, in this passage, the proverb writer is is talking about someone that's selfish and not generous. And even though he may open his home and open up his table to you, really deep inside, it's eating him alive that you're consuming some of his goods. And the key verse in here is in in the New King James Version, or the, the part I want you to see is this, and we've heard, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The King James says, thinketh, right? <laughs> As a man thinketh, so, so is he. See, see, the way we think, the way we perceive life matters. Jesus says in Matthew 15, 19, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witnesses, and slanders. In other words, it's these 
outward things, these outward awful things, these things that we don't want to be present in our life begins from the inside and it works its way out. Our thoughts, our attitudes, what we are, and and hear me here, what we are in the inside will eventually find its way to the outside. It's a principle. And I think it's true across life. If you're a negative person, it'll spill out on the way you treat and view your spouse, your kids, your family, your job, your neighbors, your school, your church. And in spiritual matters, as we, as we try to, to follow Jesus, this, if we have a positive attitude, a positive outlook, that will spell out as well. Attitude makes a difference. The way we think makes a difference. Winston Churchill said, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. <laughs> I love that quote. Attitude makes a big difference in your life. And and of course, Zig Ziglar's famous quote is, it's your attitude more than your aptitude that will determine your altitude. (laughs) And so attitude determines altitude. I believe this particularly matters as we follow Jesus. That that if, if we're going to be Believers, and we're going to follow Jesus, our attitude, my attitude, your pastor's attitude, your attitude, it matters. Matter of fact, the Hebrew writer says, see to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. Bitterness. It's an attitude that too often, and folks, you've been around long enough to know this, that too often springs its head up in the midst of church, in the midst of families, in the midst of people that love each other. And bitterness causes trouble, and it causes people to be defiled. Today, I want to just spend a few minutes talking about attitude. And, and I, think it's a, I think this is an important message. We, we've talked about a lot of things. It's been a busy, busy summer. Uh, you know, in, in personal respects, it's been a busy summer for me. And in, in our life of our church, we, we've went through what I think are two extremely important sermon series in All In and Immerse. And, and, and I believe God's trying to take us somewhere. And, and our attitude is important. In the All In series, I, I know that it's almost impossible to, to be present at every service in the summer. Since, you know, people are busy, and I understand that. But we, we, we made it for, for your convenience in the back on the back table, we, we put to writing the all-in series, the essence of it, and it's available for you. Um, there's, there's written copies on the website. There are ebook copies that you guys can pick up and read if, if you like to read. You know, we, we set some huge goals in all-in, 120,000 over three years, 12 new small groups, 12 new prayer groups, 360 added to our ministry list. But probably the most important thing, the most important goal that we we set 
was 120 salvations, recommitments, and baptisms over the next three years. That's a huge goal, and it's the reason we're here. I saw this this week my, where my son is a, a children's pastor. His, his pastor posted a picture of an empty chair, and, and, I, and I'm not going to get the saying exactly right, but he said an empty chair is a big deal. That as we gather in this place, we look around and we see empty chairs. It matters because those chairs represent people and those people represent souls that Jesus came and died for. And so if, if, if we raise $1.5 million, but it doesn't result in people finding their way in the kingdom, we are wasting our time. People are what matters. And we're doing this not to build a building or not to build an administrative body or, or not to increase staff or not to increase what the, 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 the way the building looks or add value to the way the building looks. All that's important in that we want to attract people to us and to Jesus. All that matters is people finding a relationship with Jesus. And, and so we, we talked about being all in, and you see it in the back. I, I love the banner. I love the signatures on it. I love what Ryan and Mara did with the, the signage back there. That's going to be a good way to continue to keep updated on what's going on. And, and, and next week, Ryan and Mara will be giving us an update on where we are in all in, and so we're excited about that. You know, all in is invited, involved, and in, invested. And, and, and we talked about this. I'm going to be real brief on this because we've went over this, but invited. Uh, when we talked about that, we said our invitation is based on our desire for something more. And in other words, it's not based on who you are, but who you want. <laughs> that, that God says, if, if you are hungry, if you are thirsty, come to me. And so our invitation is not based on something that we've earned, but it's based on what Jesus has done. And, and if we want more, <laughs> we are invited. You know, the, the, the truth is, I've served God a long time. I wish I could say I've served Him my entire life, but I've not. You know, there's been times that I've strayed, but it's been a long time since, since I've been following Him wholeheartedly. And you know what? I still want more. I want more God. And so I've been invited to experience more of God. We talked about involvement, and you know, involvement is not something we do when we hit a certain growth level. Involvement leads to growth. And so if, if you're just new on the journey, if you're just trying to figure this out, there is a place for you to be involved. We will plug you in. We will do whatever we can. And I got to tell you, if you're not involved, you're missing kind of the point of this place of being the body. Now, now we have a, a time that you can be involved. And Emily, do you have a microphone? Why don't you come up and share about what's coming up in the next two weeks? Good morning. Um, so it's actually three weeks away, Paul. Just, just to clarify. Um, so we have an event coming up that um, we've been working really hard on and I'm very excited about. Uh, we're calling it Serve Day. 
and it's coming up on September 29th, so in just a few weeks. And um, basically, I've been working with other churches in our community to coordinate a community service day for our city, to just basically show our city how much we love them. Um, So there's going to be various community service projects going on all across Marysville. We are working with the city of Marysville to come up with projects. We're working with Neighbor to Neighbor. Uh, We're working with the Hope Center. And uh, obviously, the number of projects that we're able to accomplish is going to depend on how many folks we have sign up and willing to volunteer. Um, so I'm really excited about this. The, the slogan that we have chosen is, the church has left the building. And I love that, because even though we gather in this place, and I love this place, and I love gathering with you all every week, and there are meaningful things that happen here, There are people in our community that are never going to walk through our doors. They're not just going to show up here. We have to go to them, and we need to show them God's love in practical ways. And that's what this is all about, to show our community that we care, that we love them, and we're willing to walk outside these walls and get dirty in our community to show God's love to all the people that live in Marysville. There are so many people in this city that desperately need Jesus. And they don't even realize it. They may not even realize how much they need God in their lives. But maybe if we are out in our community showing God's love, maybe we'll have the opportunity to meet new people. Maybe they'll see God's love in a new way that they've never seen it before. And that's, that's our goal. So there are several churches in town getting involved. And um, we are going to be the host church for this. So basically what it's going to look like is it's just going to take a few hours of your time on a Saturday morning, the 29th. We are going to meet here, check in at 9 o'clock. We're going to have a short worship service. Chris and Amy are going to lead us in worship. um, And one of the pastors from Living Hope is going to lead us in a short message just to kind of get everybody excited about serving. And then everyone's going to get their assignments and be sent out from here. Um, The goal is to have the projects last about two hours, so by noon you'll be done, and you can just go home after that. So we're really only asking for about three hours of your time on a Saturday. And trust me, I know how precious Saturdays are. Our calendar fills up so quickly, so I know what it's like to try to give up a little bit of time on a Saturday. Um, But I think this is valuable, and I think it's worth our time. And we would love to have our church well represented, especially since we're going to be the host church. We would love to have as many of you here as possible ready to serve on that day. Um, If you could go ahead and go to the next slide. And you're going to get a free t-shirt. Yay! (laughs) Um, So just for participating, you're going to get a free t-shirt. We had these t-shirts designed specifically for this event. Um, So all you have to do is sign up, uh, give us your size, and we will have a t-shirt ready for you to wear on that day. Um, There is a link that has been going out in the weekly email. So you can use that Sign Up Genius link to sign yourself up and put your shirt size in there if you're planning to participate. Um, If, you know, computers and Sign Up Geniuses aren't really your thing, that's okay. Feel free to come and talk to me. I'm going to make a list of anyone who wants to participate in your shirt size, and I'll make sure you get signed up. And there's a place for everyone at this. Even if you aren't someone who can necessarily go out into our community and and work outdoors, if if that's not um, something you're capable of doing, um, I'd be happy to coordinate something that you can kind of do here at the church. I know the Hope Center is always looking for people to um, assemble uh, bags of uh, food items for for homeless in our community. So if if going outside and kind of doing labor, pulling weeds or something like that isn't something you can do, 
I'll gladly coordinate a project where you can kind of just sit at a table here in the church and still be able to participate. Um, so you can sign up online. You can sign up by talking to me. Um, but we'd love to see each one of you there. Emily, a hand. Don't you appreciate all she does? I love her passion, and I love what she's doing, her and Ryan are doing, and or, sorry, her and Clint are doing in the community. Man, I've been picking on Clint today, haven't I? So I but um, sign up. Uh, you can put it on your card as well, and we'll make sure if you want to put it in the card and drop it in the box as you leave. Uh, we want many to be involved, and you know, this is, you know, we, we talked about in our Immerse series, Immersing with Others. Uh, across denominational bounds and, and serving with other believers. And, and I believe that's a good witness for our community, that, that they can see that we love one another, even though we may have some differences in the way we perceive things. And so I'd encourage you to sign up. And, and then we talked about invest. We can either spend our lives or invest our lives. And, and God has invited us to invest our lives in Him. Now, now finally today, I, I want to talk about yeast. You say, oh man, now that is a strange segue, isn't it? Anybody know what yeast is? What's yeast? Uh, nobody knows what yeast is. It's something you put in bread that causes bread to rise, okay? And so yeast is a, a, a topic in the Bible that, that oftentimes yeast is used as an example. Yeast is used as an example of negative attitudes and positive attitudes. It's, it's used in both ways. For instance, in Luke 12, 1 through 2, Jesus says to the disciples, meanwhile, when the crowd as many thousands had gathered, so they were trampling over one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples saying, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There's nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. And so Jesus is saying, beware that the, 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 the uh, Pharisees have within them a way of perceiving, a way of life that is different than what they project. Their attitude and their thought life is different than what they are saying with their words. And beware of that. Later, Jesus uses um, yeast in a positive way. He says he still told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked, out, worked all through the dough. In other words, yeast can be positive. And, 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 and when we talk about attitudes, I think a negative attitude and a positive attitude, we've all experienced it, that, that a negative attitude and a positive attitude can work its way through a life. We, we've all been around people like that. We've, we've been around people that are so negative that they bring us down when we begin to have a conversation with them. I was at a softball game, and I'll never forget it. I mean, it's been... It's been more than 40 years ago that this guy said this, probably close to 45 years ago. I was at a softball game, and one of the outfielders was complaining. And the coach looked over and said to the other coach, he said, you know, he'd be complaining about not having anything to complain about. <laughs> Everybody know anybody like that? That, 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 that they just complain just to complain. And that can work its way through a family, through a workforce, through a church. And then we've seen people who are positive and, and, and the way they perceive life and, and the way they go about life is so positive that that also can work its way through a family and through an organization. I think of Terry Moore. Man, what a positive guy Terry is. 
If you spend any time with Terry, he's positive. And that has an effect. I love praying with Terry in the morning. He's just, he's just positive and hopeful, even though life's not always perfect. Right, Terry? Positive and negative can work its way through a family, and it can work its way through a job, and it can work its way through a church. Personally, I want my attitude to build the kingdom and not hinder the kingdom. Amen? When we all say, at the, at the end of my life, I want people to look at me and say, he got sweeter as he got older, right? <laughs> all of us over 50 say it gets harder and harder to get sweeter the older we get. I, I saw a sign at the dentist office by McDonald's and I've read it like a hundred times because I've went through McDonald's like a hundred times the past two weeks, it seems like. Their pop is really good. I don't know if you know that or not, but their pop's really good. But it's, it's the dentist office says that a child will laugh 400 times a day and an adult will laugh 14 times a day. And I told Spencer, I said, that's because kids are crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I want to be more childlike. I want to see life more positive than negative. And I want my attitude to be an attitude that God can use to build the kingdom. I want people to see my life, and when they see my life, there be something about it that draws them to Jesus and doesn't push them away. And so our attitude, I think there's a couple things with our attitude that, that we can see. Attitude drives where we invest our time, our talent, and our money. You know, the, the way we are inside <laughs> drives that more. You know, we could say, oh, this is great, and that's great, and I, I love this. And, but, but, but where we spend our money, where we spend our time, where we spend our energy tells us many times where our attitude is. Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so, when our attitudes are right, and, and maybe something else is going on. Maybe you have something else. You know, I'm not, I don't look at a list and judge you for whether you participate in, in different things. There, there's things that I cannot do because I have other obligations. For instance, I can't be serving at the church next Saturday. You know why? Because I'm going to be running a stupid race, all right? <laughs> By the way, I'm looking for five more people that would give $50 towards my, my all-in, and I want to raise $500 for all-in with running the 10K next week. I've got five. I need five more. But in two, three weeks, <laughs> two weeks and six days, uh, <laughs> the church will leave the building. When our attitudes are right, when we can be there, we're excited about it. Because we believe that God can use people doing ordinary things in extraordinary ways. And if we can't be there, we're disappointed and we're praying, God, use them. May someone find relationship with Jesus because of what we are doing in our community. And secondly, what we say matters. <laughs> what you say matters. I, I was at a Promise Keepers rally, and I, I may have talked about this, but, but it, it, it's, it's, 
indented its way into my mind. <laughs> and Gary Smalley, remember Gary Smalley? Uh, you know, I don't know if Gary Smalley's still alive, but, you know, he's a marriage guy. And, and, and he was talking about what we say, and he's talking about men saying things and, and thinking it doesn't have much of an impact, but it did. And, and what he had us do, and there was, we were in the, in, the Huger Dome, and there was close to 60,000 men there. He had us take a hair out of her head and drop it. Of course, you didn't hear anything. And then he had us take a shoe off and drop that. And, a and, and he said something to this effect. He said, men, those words you are saying are not hairs, they're shoes. <laughs> and I think we need to be aware that the things that we say that come from wrong attitudes can have a devastating effect on the kingdom of God. James says, so also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire? And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. <laughs> That's not me. That's the word of God. So be careful what you say. And I have two questions as, as we close. If your attitude determined the altitude of your spiritual life, how high would you soar? Think about it. I mean, if, if your attitude was determining the altitude of your spiritual life, would you be soaring high? Or would you be soaring low? And one more question. If your attitude determined the altitude of our church, how high would we soar? Folks, we're in this together. That's, that's the point of all in. We're, we're in this together. And I'm concerned that, that we can become a divided church where some are in and some aren't, and some are excited and some are not. And, and, and I want us to pull together. And I want us to begin to see great things for the kingdom. Pastor Bob, won't you close us in prayer?